Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on with the college football playoff? What does it mean for UCF and the Big 12? And also, Johnny Dawkins, is his job safe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I'm your host, Sean Green. Before we get started, as always, a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team, and remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Listen, uh, it's been an interesting couple of days in the college football landscape. We're going to get to Johnny Dawkins and all of uh, that stuff in a second. Let me put up a little bit of brightness there. Um, we're going to get all to all the Johnny Dawkins talk in a second. Um, and I know some of you are clamoring for some baseball content. We're going to bring that next week. We'll see how this weekend uh, goes for the baseball team because they're on a roll. Undefeated. Um, Rich Wallace is doing an incredible job early out in the season. I'm really excited to see how that team kind of shapes out as the season goes along. And we'll try to bring baseball content um, throughout the next couple weeks. But a report, you know, this college football playoff news has been really interesting, right? Uh, We've heard a bunch of different things. We finally got the playoff format finalized with the five um, automatic bids and then the seven, you know, the seven additions after that for the 12 team playoff, um, where basically you have four automatic bids between the SEC, Big 10, ACC, and the Big 12. And then you have the one automatic bid from a non power four team, which would then take that 12 spot and play um, the number five team in the first kind of round of the playoff. But then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're, the committee is trying to get stuff finalized for the next playoff contract, which is the smart thing to do in this sense, right? You want to get the contract ready for the next time that you have to negotiate and you want to get a contract signed early. So there's already been talks about adding two teams to get to 14 or hell, even four more teams to get to 16. Well... A report came out just a couple days ago, or a day ago, saying that the SEC and the Big Ten are pushing for their champions to get two automatic buys in the 14-team college football playoff. Now, this article is coming to us from Andrew Graham uh, on On3 Sports. I'll link this down below. But um, as conference leaders, I'm reading a little bit of the article here, um, and I clamor you to read all of it. But in a proposed 14-team college football playoff model, only the champions of the SEC and Big Ten would be eligible for the two buys in the postseason tournament, according to Yahoo Sports' Ross Dellinger. 
In recent weeks, the Big Ten and SEC reportedly began working together and examining the future of college football and athletics. So far, the resulting moves, particularly with respect to the college football playoff, has signaled an intent for the leagues to elevate themselves further above the other Power Five, soon four leagues. A move to make, oh, this is the, the big thing. It's been proposed that in a 14-team college football playoff, the Big Ten and SEC would get three automatic bids, while the Big 12 and ACC would get two each. Additionally, an auto bid would be given to the highest-ranked Group of Five champion before, before three at-large teams to round out the field. The deal would also guarantee a spot to Notre Dame if the Irish finish ranked in the top 14. A move to make the champions of the retrospective two leagues in most years perceived as two of, if not the top two teams in the sport, effectively a permanent number one and number two seed would be a huge level of hegemony. I don't even, hegemony, whatever the word is. So basically, what the SEC and Big Ten are trying to do, you guys read it, you guys see it. If you remember about a month or so ago, the SEC and Big Ten said, we're creating a task force between us two to try and figure out what's best for college football moving forward. What's best for the sport. And everybody knew that that was bad news. Everybody's like, okay, wow. The top two leagues in college football are going to get together to decide what's best for the sport. Now, with them getting together, they're saying, we want the top two spots every year. We want the two automatic buys in a 14-team college football playoff. We want the two buys every year. You have a undefeated ACC or Big 12 team? Doesn't matter. The SEC champion will get that number one spot and have an automatic buy. That Big 10 two-loss team that won the Big 10 will be the number one or number two seed. And yes, screw the undefeated Big 12 team. Hey, they'll get a bot. They'll get to play in the college football playoff. That's nice for them. But no, they don't get a buy in the first round. Doesn't matter if they're undefeated. The number one and two spots will go to SEC and Big Ten. Big Ten. This is what college football has become. You don't want those years where the SEC. They don't want one of the, these past years where Alabama gets in at number four strictly because they're Alabama and they get knocked out of the first round. That's the SEC and Big Ten's biggest nightmare. Their biggest nightmare is a two-loss Alabama at number five loses in an upset to a group of five opponent. That is their biggest fear. Their biggest fear is a sixth uh, Six-ranked Georgia team losing to a 13th seeded or a, or a, a four-seed Georgia team losing to a 13th seeded um, Iowa team, right? Just making up people here. But they view themselves as so far superior. And listen, they they are when it comes to the money aspect. They they make significantly more money than a lot of the other leagues, probably double than what like the ACC and the Big Twelve make. But what they're essentially doing is saying, we don't care what happens on the field. We don't care what the other two leagues have, what the Big 12 or ACC do. We don't care. It doesn't matter if the best team in college football 
is in the ACC or the Big 12. All we care about is that our conference champions get those two automatic buys. Guys, we also have another sponsor joining us. Uh, Really excited about this sponsor. Um, I love betting, guys. As you guys know, with BetOnline and other betting platforms, I love betting. Uh, And betting on a bunch of different things, especially sports, is important to me. Um, The Cut app is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's legal in 40-plus states. Uh, Cut has customizable odds tracking capabilities in an entire social network with group chats, user profiles, and rewards. All payments, no need for Venmo. And if you guys have any time, like, listen, I bet with my friends, right? Have you ever gone to up to a friend and said, hey, I bet you five bucks that the Orlando Magic are going to win that game? Or I bet you five bucks that Taylor Swift's going to be shown more than four times on the screen. Cut allows you to do that with your friends to be able to bet each other and come out with the victory and bet random people. It's if you think something's going to happen and somebody thinks something else is going to happen, you go toe-to-toe with it. It's really great app. I've tried it myself. I've joined... If you want to join it and just try it out, see how it works, use our promo code down below. You'll see it down below in the description. Um, And I'll also say right here, it's um, promo code BELIEVEUCF, B-L-E-A-V-U-C-F. And use the referral code link down below for a 10% welcome bonus deposit. Don't forget that promo code, guys. Cut, put your money where your mouth is. And I mean, it says in the article. If you're talking about in the proposed 14-team college football playoff, the Big Ten and SEC would get three automatic bids. Three automatic bids. So, six schools automatically from the Big Ten and SEC. Two each from the Big 12 and ACC. Like, again, if you're a school like UCF... You're glad that you're in it, right? The Big 12, listen, if this proposed 14-team playoff gets approved, as UCF, you are lucky because you are in a Power 4 conference. It's now the Power 4. That you are going to get the opportunities. The problem is when you have schools like the SEC and the Big 10 basically shoving their notoriety in your face and saying, we're at the top of the food chain. You guys are just right below us. We're going to get this and you're going to like it and accept it. That's where college football gets a little too eh for me. It's already becoming eh for me because all the news coming out the last two years of realignment and all, it's becoming a pro style sport, which can be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. This is where the bad comes in. If the NFL, right? If the NFL said, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers, now the Kansas City Chiefs, and if they are in the playoffs, or if they have a really good record and they are in the playoffs, it doesn't matter what the record is, we're going to give them a bye. We're gonna give we're gonna make them the number one seed and we're gonna give them a bye. Right? They they're not gonna be able to play. Right? Because they're they're they have more name recognition in the country than say uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. 
no disrespect to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what essentially the SEC and Big Ten want. Now, we'll see if it gets passed. We'll see. But, and I think I think maybe the SEC and Big Ten threw out, oh, we want to be the number one and two seed regardless. And I don't know if that will get passed, right? But ultimately, what they are trying to do is they are trying to stronghold all of college football by saying, we're superior, we're going to automatically get three teams in, and there's nothing you could do about it. That's where this becomes a little bit cynical. A little bit. Now, the only thing I will say that I kind of would like about it is the fear is that every year it would be an SEC and Big Ten playoff, right? Every year. And you get one Big 12 team, one ACC team. The only positive is this at least gives the college football playoff, and this is, again, for a 14 team, right? The 12 team, it's just different. But with the 14 team, at least this would give multiple schools from the ACC and Big 12 a chance, right? But still, it's the SEC and Big 10 doing what they do best and strongholding everybody else in college football and shoving their brass ring in your face and saying, look at us, look at who we are. You're going to sit down and take it because you can't do a damn thing about it. Be grateful if you're UCF and you're in the Big 12. Be grateful you're in you're in a spot you're in. You don't have to worry about realignment, really. You don't really have to stress out too much until we get to the legislation, if ever that ever gets passed, then we have to worry. But in regards to the college football playoff, I think it's a disgrace that this is even a conversation. But this is the world we live in today. So, we'll see if it happens. Um, I really like the recent reports about the... Um, it also just got kind of announced today um, that college football is expected to add three new things, according to Ross Dellinger, which is helmet communication, tablets on the sideline in halftime, and two-minute warning. Those are three things that have been asked by college football fans, um, athletic directors, directors coaching uh, it, it, for years. I think the big thing is the the microphones and the headsets. I mean, that's huge because college football is kind of old-fashioned in that way where they have a bunch of signs and they have to do a sign every time and it'll be better just to tell the quarterback in their ear or the defensive player in their ear. So we'll see what happens on that, but I found that very intriguing and very interesting. Um, But I think UCF's in a good spot with that. Just hopefully the SEC and Big Ten, uh, which they won't, but hopefully they can just be like, you know what, let's all just be equal here. But we know that's not realistic. All right, let's talk some UCF basketball uh, and Johnny Dawkins. Obviously, tomorrow, huge game. Uh, Iowa State at home, top 10 matchup. Uh, if you live nearby or live close enough, um, I would implore everybody to get some tickets and, and head down um, to Edition Financial Arena to see that game because I think it's going to be an in- incredible matchup. UCF has won two straight games. Um, and let's look because here's the thing, uh, on Twitter, it has been a very interesting place the last couple days, um, last week or so. So UCF 
you know, they went on a little bit of a cold streak for a little bit there. Um, you know, they they lost to West Virginia on the road. That was kind of a, a game where you looked at it and you said, I, I know it was on the road, but you've beat West Virginia once. You blew them out once. You should have been able to beat them on the road. Lost to Cincinnati at home in a game, again, was was winning, had every opportunity to close the game out, and, ju- and just couldn't do it. Lost to BYU by two on the road. Again, really good game, just made a bunch of mistakes. Lost to Texas Tech on the road. Again, lost by seven, could have done something with it. But y- you went on a string of losses there, right? Well, last two games, you beat a Texas Tech team who has lost their last two or three, but still beat them handedly. Held them to, or beat them by the most points, or held them to, I think, 61, which was like their lowest on the year or something like that. Um, It really just imposed your will. Then again, you go on the road and not a very good Oklahoma State team, but again, still a Big 12 opponent. Got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And again, going on the road is not easy. I mean, you beat West Virginia on the road, or you lost to West Virginia on the road. And again, that was not a that was a hostile environment. So you go and you beat Oklahoma State on the road, seventy-seven to seventy-one. UCF now is looking real nice. They're fifteen and twelve on the year. At this point, even if they lose the next three, they are guaranteed to finish five hundred. I think they're six and nine in Big Twelve play. And again, for some reason. On Twitter, there is a debate about do we keep Johnny Dawkins, do we re-sign Johnny Dawkins, or do we go get somebody else? It boggles my mind. I feel like this is the only time I talk about UCF basketball is when Johnny Dawkins' name gets brought up. Because it's like, are we really still on this? Now, I get it. People want to look at NCAA tournament appearances, conference championships, that he hasn't finished better than third in a conference since he's been coaching. I get all that. I I understand that sentiment. I, I get it. I, I, I get it. But here's what I'm going to do. And here's... very. It's a very easy argument. Okay? Again... For any person that is saying, I want Johnny Dawkins gone. Okay. In 2024, Mikey Williams is coming. He got Mikey Williams to come in. From Memphis, come here. He's also got Kyle Green. Number 23 combo guard in the country. Number 16 in Georgia. Ranked an 88 overall three-star. 177 nationally. Really good, right? 2025, and again, a really good guard. 2025, you've signed the number one center in the 2025 class. From Daytona Beach, Florida, 7-1, the number one center. On top of that, you are bringing in top talent for recruiting prospects every single basketball game. Every single basketball game. Top 100 recruits at every single game. The Johnny Dawkins haters have valid points. I understand the noise surrounding Johnny Dawkins. But what you're basically telling people on Twitter 
and whenever you're talking to your friends, is regardless of what happened this season, you wanted Johnny Dawkins let go. That's basically what you're telling people. Because Johnny Dawkins has won more games than any UCF fan thought he would in the Big 12 this year. Again, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at UCF basketball this year and say, oh, they've won more games than anybody considered. They were supposed to finish last in the Big 12. Have they had some tough losses? Absolutely. Losing to Setson was probably the worst loss, to be honest, on this on this year. Nobody thought they'd beat Kansas. And Kansas is still ranked pretty high. Yes, Kansas has lost some big games. But again, UCF beat a number three ranked Kansas. UCF beat Texas on the road. Right? Yes, they have had some tough losses. You beat a ranked Oklahoma State, Oklahoma team. You beat a ranked Texas Tech team. So all of this complaining and whining about Johnny Dawkins, I think is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Granted, you can have your opinion. You can assume, hey, UCF can go get someone better. I said it at the beginning of the season. Who? UCF is on the bottom tier of paying Johnny Dawkins in the Big 12. Johnny Dawkins, I think, makes the least amount of money in Big 12 basketball. So then you can assume his assistants make just as little. If you look at the facilities, yes, have they upgraded the locker room? Sure. Have they upgraded certain places around UCF? Absolutely. The facilities for basketball are not as good as all the rest of the Big 12. So I'm not saying they can't go get a good coach. Are you going to find somebody that's well, more well-respected? Are you going to find a guy that can recruit better than Johnny Dawkins? Are you going to find a guy that can hit the transfer portal and bring in some quality men like Johnny Dawkins? No, no, and no. If Johnny Dawkins went and lost basically every single game in the Big 12 this year, then yes, his head would be on the chopping block. We talked about it before the season on Charge On. I said, if Johnny Dawkins cannot get two to three wins in the Big 12... And I get that's a low number, but remember what we were viewing the Big 12 as. This juggernaut, which it is. Any given day, you can lose. But we thought UCF was going to be so bad that we're like, if Johnny Dawkins only wins a couple games in the Big 12 play, then yeah, he's probably going to get let go. But what Johnny Dawkins also has done is saved his job. He's completely showed UCF why he needs to be the coach. Because again... Let's look at the Big 12 games that UCF got blow like the losses. Let's look at the losses. Kansas State, first game, blowout. No chance at UCF winning. Beat Kansas. BYU, they lost by five at home against a ranked BYU team. I consider that, again, you don't take any losses or losses. But Johnny Dawkins kept that game close, held a BYU offense to 63 points. I consider that a good loss. Then beat Texas. The Houston game was a bad loss. UCF couldn't score. Okay? So that's, that was a bad loss. Beat West Virginia. Cincinnati was a bad loss. 68-57, bad loss. Baylor, number one of the best teams in the country, lost by eight. Was close the entire game. Good loss. They beat Oklahoma. You lose by seven to Texas Tech on the road. That's a good loss. You lose by two to BYU on the road. That's a good loss. Lose by two to Cincinnati. That's a good loss. Lose by 10 to West Virginia, that's a bad loss. So when you really look at it, UCF has lost a lot of close games. But I guess Johnny Dawkins is just terrible. Yes, if some of those are wins, 
I think everybody's having a different mentality, right? Nobody's saying Johnny Dawkins should be let go. But Johnny Dawkins is one hell of a coach. And it would be the biggest mistake that UCF could make by firing him and going to hire somebody else. You do that, you lose all your recruiting prowess. That's kind of the momentum that is getting built. Does Mikey Williams come here? No, he probably goes somewhere else. And all of the recruits that were considering UCF probably go and go somewhere else. And not saying UCF were going to get the recruits anyway. The fact of the matter is, players want to play for Johnny Dawkins. Players love playing for Johnny Dawkins. So the people that want Johnny Dawkins Dawkins gone, if you get your wish, I hope you understand that you're setting the basketball team back years. Now, I'm not saying Johnny Dawkins will lead UCF to a Final Four here. But we're in a much better position now than I think all of us thought we would be at the beginning of the season. Three games left. If you lose all three, you finish the season 500. UCF most likely, I'd be shocked, but UCF most likely is going to an NIT, the NIT tournament, which again, that'd be back-to-back years going to the NIT. I get it's not the NCAA tournament, but it's still something. Shows you were a good enough program to be able to go to a postseason tournament. So I would just say for all the Giant Dawkins haters, let's see the next three games, but think of the bigger picture. Don't think of the now. Think of the bigger picture. Okay? Okay. Credit to the the boys playing their hearts out, their guts out. Credit to Johnny Dawkins. And let's go get a win. Let's go get a win. uh, Last two games at home, playing a top-ranked Iowa State team and the number one team in the country in Houston. Just win one out of those two. One out of those two would be huge. All right, guys. I appreciate you tuning in, as always. Uh, we'll be ba- back next week. Spring ball is coming up. Boys are working out. They're, they're looking real good. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to uh, go see them in person. We'll, we'll mention some more about that probably next week. Uh, got some news to drop for you guys, so excited about that. Um, but, yeah, it, this has been Charge On presented by Bet Online. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.